morning. Welcome, everybody, uh, to the Ambit National Business Builder Call. My name is Lane Winsett. I'll be your host here tonight. Very excited to be here with you this evening to really train on one of the favorite topics that I have that I cover, which is prospecting. And uh, before we get started, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I'm uh, with Ambit Energy. Uh, this will be my 17th and a half year, going into my 18th full year uh, with the business. Very excited to uh, to be here with you tonight. I'm a founding national consultant, millionaire club member, and uh, uh, national consultant, of course. And I've been in the business probably, uh, I guess, in the industry, that is, uh, about 35 years. So uh, I've got a lot of experience and uh, a lot of background in uh, helping people achieve a higher degree of success in the direct sales or what you might call multi-level marketing business. Uh, and um, what I wanted to do is tonight share with you some of those tidbits of information that I think that will help you uh, improve your business and give you some pointers on how to uh, become a successful prospector. But before we get started, uh, let's go ahead and get all this housekeeping out of the way. Um, that way I can focus 110% on what I want to share with you here tonight. Keep in mind that what's on the horizon is an impending event called Kickoff 2024. This is going to be one of the most important events in the history of Ambit Energy, after a very, very long time, uh, this is kind of a culmination of all of the things that have happened over the last couple of years uh, uh, that have uh, really manifested into um, what I believe will become a renaissance in the company and uh, a really kind of a starting point. And I guess kickoff is a good name for uh, that event because that's exactly what's going to happen. We're going to kick that event off and kick Ambit off to uh, really head into uh, our national convention, uh, which is ambition held every year. So we want to full court press that and leverage that into uh, um, into helping us to become extremely successful as the company uh, that we are uh, with all of the different things in place. And so, well, of course, uh, keep in mind that in order to make that happen, you need to register to become uh, ability to, uh, to, to attend that um, great event that's going to take place. Uh, this event is going to take place up in Arlington, uh, and uh, it's going to be um, a very exciting event because I know last year uh, it was just something that we had never experienced before, um, and I think you're going to have a, um, a very good opportunity really to, um, to experience it, especially if you attend it on a personal level. I can't begin to express uh, the importance of you being there in person I know you can attend it, uh, you know, online, and, and I do understand there's circumstances that are without, uh, un, you know, they're kind of out of your control that may prevent you from doing that. But um, my question would be is, you know, did you really try to make it there um, in person? Because by being there in person, uh, you will have been uh, there when the history is being made. And I can tell you uh, from somebody who's been in the industry a long time, when you look back, at um, an event like that, and you were actually there at the time that it happened, uh, that goes on your resume, uh, goes into your memory bank. Uh, certainly, it leaves you uh, with an indelible um, mark, if you will, of, of, of timing, of, of something that was in a history making, a, a benchmark, if you will, for your business. Um, and there's been so many people that have catapulted their success after major impending events. And so, I can't begin to emphasize enough the importance for you to plug into um, that event. Also keep in mind uh, that we have a lot of uh, trainings, uh, I mean, uh, a lot of uh, business bonuses that are uh, on the table right now uh, that are there for you. Uh, we're very, very excited, of course, about the uh, coded cab bonus promotion. Uh, and uh, keep in mind that that's going to uh, continue through um, Friday, February 23rd. Uh, make sure you check your power zone for uh, how you qualify for those bonuses and how you can unlock those uh, coded cab bonuses and new earnings for the new year. Uh, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to make that extra income uh, to afford uh, to be able to make the trip up there uh, to um, Ambit Energy's kickoff event. Uh, also, uh, make sure that uh, you remember that we have uh, the Kickoff 24 Kicker Bonus, uh, and that's to help new MCs kick off their customer gathering acquisition efforts 
uh, and for you and them, everybody, to earn extra money by just gathering uh, customers. Once again, this uh, this uh, kickoff kicker bonus is something that you can go to your back office in your power zone, read all about it, study it, uh, and take advantage of it. And then, of course, the one that we're really excited about, of course, everybody is, is the kickoff 2024 $25,000 challenge. And that runs, of course, through January uh, 1st, the first of the year, through February 23rd, 2024. Um, and that is going to give you the opportunity uh, just by sponsoring a few uh, consultants and, uh, you know, gathering um, uh, some new reps in your business to have the opportunity to have your um, chance to win, you know, different levels of money up to $25,000 in prizes is going to be given away. So that's what's great about it is, is that the more consultants that you sponsor between now and then, uh, the more your uh, ticket is going to go in the hat for the drawing. So uh, that will be exciting as well because that's a lot of money on the table uh, for people and that should turn out to be a very, very exciting promotion. So let's get down to business and talk a little bit about uh, this next week uh, as well. I'm very, very uh, happy. I know that a lot of us are anticipating uh, on Sunday the 11th, of course, we have Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, there, you're going to be around a lot of people uh, that you know, uh, your friends and relatives, business associates, uh, all different types of events where people go to this special event called Super Bowl Sunday, uh, but don't take your prospecting hat off. This is a wonderful opportunity uh, for you, of course, to uh, spend some quality time with your friends and family and other associates that are football fans, but it's also an opportunity for you to uh, put your prospecting hat on and don't forget that. And what's going to happen next week, next Sunday, is Alexander Thomas, senior consultant with the company, a very close friend of mine and a very a staunch leader in our organization with Abbott and uh, uh, somebody who spoke at Ambition and uh, is a, uh, a very good speaker and trainer and a motivator of individuals um, that I'm very impressed with his talents and abilities. And I've asked him to join me uh, next Sunday uh, and for us to uh, have what, what I call the Super Bowl uh, extravaganza. We're going to be talking about closing your way to kickoff, meaning closing sales, closing deals, closing uh, to get those uh, consultants in your business and, and making them move off mark to get those people that have been kind of sitting on the fence. How do you get them uh, to commit to come to uh, into the business and then, of course, to attend um, uh, kickoff uh, 2024? So, um, uh, you know, we never really strong arm anybody into our business. Uh, you know, we want people to come into our business the way um, they should, which is making their own decision based on the facts. Uh, but we do want to show you some techniques and things that will help you uh, to move them along, uh, so to speak, and make sure that they have the information that they need uh, in order to make the right decision and join our winning team. So let's get started with the training tonight. And uh, a couple of things I wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, you know, prospecting is the lifeblood of selling. It is the probably the most important attribute uh, or thing that you could learn uh, to become successful in our There's a saying by Paul J. Meyer, I'd rather be a master prospector than a wizard of speech and have no one to tell my story to. What does that mean? That means that you could be the world's greatest salesperson, but if you're not talking to anybody, you're not selling anything. So uh, just keep in mind that prospecting is the most important tool in your toolbox to help you become successful in our business. And, and it's important to understand that you can develop what I call a prospecting consciousness. And it's important to develop a prospecting consciousness. That means that you, you have this gravity of understanding, not only of the importance of prospecting, but it almost becomes part of your inner uh, being. Uh, you, you become conscious of it all of the time uh, and wherever you are, you have this certain awareness. Remember, the name of our company is Ambit Energy. Ambit means in all directions, meaning seeing in all directions. And prospecting is a lot like that. Uh, you have to be on all the time. And I mean on with a capital O and a capital N with an exclamation point. You never turn off your prospecting machine. 
because you never know uh, what you're going to run into, who you're going to meet, and how that one prospect that you bring into your business can radically change not only your life, their life, but also uh, many other lives as well because prospecting is, as I said, the lifeblood of selling. So you're kind of like, I would say, like an AWACS airplane, you know. If you ever seen one of those airplanes that have the big dish on the top of it where it flies up and uh, looks for all of the different jets and other aircraft that are in that area, so it's constantly searching, constantly looking, constantly sending its radar out uh, to uh, try to pick up uh, and uh, identify uh, different types of uh, um, enemies or different types of uh, aircraft that are flying around it. And, and Prospect is kind of like that, too. Uh, once you have that radar uh, that you develop, that consciousness of prospecting, uh, which can be developed over time, um, you become cognizant of people that are around you, and then you learn to identify those people based on some of the things that I'll be sharing with you here tonight. So uh, also it's important to understand that, you know, this is a people business, um, and we are in the people business. Ultimately, that's what we do. We're, we, yes, we sell energy, but, but technically um, the reason why we're so successful is, is that we don't put up billboards and we don't do radio ads and we don't do direct mail and we don't do television uh, and we don't do, uh, you know, a lot of infomercials, so to speak. Uh, we do what's called direct selling, and that means that it's belly to belly, eyeball to eyeball, people to people, person to person. And that's where you interact with people. And uh, since people are uh, really the, 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 uh, the aquarium, if you will, that you fish in every day, the ocean that you fish in, it's important that you understand the importance of the different types of fish in the sea and how you go about uh, really kind of doing triage on that and determining, you know, what kind of fish you want to catch because there are specific fish that you want to catch. Now, you never want to prejudge anybody. Uh, that's rule number one. Never, ever prejudge anybody by their clothes or by their, uh, you know, how they act or what you never know. I mean, you know, you've had all kinds of people from all different types of professions that have been phenomenally successful in our industry because really what it's about is what's in their heart, not necessarily, you know, what they look like. But, you know, of course, appearance does help. But don't get me wrong, um, you never want to prejudge anybody, uh, you know, by that. So, you know, and you also want to understand that, you know, in your career in prospecting, the more and more successful you are over a period of time, what eventually happens is, is that you go from having to fish a lot, prospect a lot, sort a lot in the very beginning, uh, and then as you gradually become better and better and better at fishing, you become more s selective at the type of fish that you catch, and then you end up teaching other people to fish in prospecting, and then eventually you're not really prospecting that much at all. What you're really doing now is teaching other people how to do what you learned how to do. In other words, you go through this process of, of, of fruition like a butterfly almost to where uh, it seems like it's kind of boring or task-oriented in the beginning, but eventually you get so good at it that you become what I call a magnet uh, to prospect. In other words, you become magnetized. You, there's people that are attracted to you because of your success that you had uh, through your prospecting efforts. So one of the things that I always try to do is try to really focus in on what are the five personality characteristic traits of what I call a class A prospect. Now a class A prospect in fish ter fishing terminology, uh, I would consider a blue marlin. I like to call them blue marlin. Some people We'd call them sharks, but I, I, I use the uh, analogy of blue marlin because blue marlins are game fish. They're trophy fish, right? Um, and um, so what are the five personality characteristic traits that you want to look for? Now, not everybody has all of these, but it's important that you recognize them in people uh, because these are the class A prospects that you want to deal with that are going to measurably help you um, become successful in your business rather than you dragging somebody, kicking and screaming against their will through the doorway of success, uh, which is what a lot of people try to do, um, you're going to sort through uh, people uh, to determine up front from a time management standpoint 
what type of people that you want to bring into your business. Remember, you're the casting director in a feature motion picture called Success. You are the HR director of your own corporation. You are at the helm, the CEO of your business. And so you get to pick the people that are going to be on your team. They don't pick you. You pick them. Very important. And so you can be picky. It's okay to be picky. Now, I know in the beginning, you know, you want to just tackle anybody you can you could think of. And that, that's all great and good. But, you know, this is a get rich slow business, but it is a get rich business over time. Uh, and it is a career business. It's a business that you can go from a part-time employment to a full-time career employment. Uh, and so that's important to understand that it does take time. And just like you're learning tonight how to become an effective prospector, uh, the other thing I always like to tell people is have fun with this because prospecting to me is the most pleasurable, fun thing you can possibly do in our business. Why? Because you get to go places, do things, meet people, and you get to build relationships, and you get to open doors uh, that open up that you can never imagine, and all of a sudden, uh, you just feel so blessed that good things are happening to you in your life because of just maybe one conversation that you had that you were smart enough to uh, to, to, to really make that approach uh, to that individual and open that door um, of conversation with them. So what are those five things? Numero uno, money motivated, okay? So money motivated is at the top of the list, and the reason why I put money motivated at the top of the five personality characteristic traits that I look for uh, is that, and I don't mean greed motivated. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, um, when people, sometimes they get money motivated, mo money motivated confused with greed or, you know, that type of thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that are motivated because they want to earn extra income. They want a little better lifestyle. They, they you know, they don't know, you know, they, they've worked all of their life or they've, or maybe they've entered into the workforce and, you know, it's all been linear with them. In other words, it's eight to five or, you know, X number of hours a week that they're working and, and they really don't have a not, any knowledge of any other way of just showing up, you know, getting paid by the hour, et cetera, et cetera. And, and of course they know very quickly and it happens to them through their life experience that the month, you know, the money runs out after the month. In other words, there's no money left because they're on a fixed income a lot of times and they don't have any way or any wiggle room uh, when things happen in their life, like maybe a dental um, situation, or maybe they have to take their, pet that they love to the vet and it cost a lot of money they want cash for that or it might have been a you know a, god forbid an automobile accident or maybe just a you know two flat tires at the same time i mean it can be little things that can throw everybody into cattywampus that's on a fixed income and that's that's sad but true but there are people out there believe me that are truthfully money motivated it's a gene almost that they have in their uh genome that says, hey, I want to make some money. And uh, these people are pretty easily identified, and I'm going to show you how to identify those people. And they're um, already motivated to take action to do something. That's what really makes them different than anything. So number one, money motivated. Number two, goal-directed. That's another thing I look for. Goal-directed means they want to accomplish things. They want, whether it be materialistic things or whether it be some philanthropic thing, they want to set some goals. They want a, a new house, a new car, a, you know, education for their kids. They want to be able to, you know, have an opportunity to travel. I mean, there's other things that they want to do, uh, and they're willing, and they have a desire to put the horsepower under the hood to make it happen. So goal-directed is very important. That's number two. Number three, and that's a burning desire to succeed. A burning desire to succeed means that somebody has that inner flame uh, that says, I want to do more. I want to achieve more. You know, I know that I've been put on this earth to uh, reach a higher level of success. And I know also I need to be paid in direct proportion to my talent and ability. I'm a talented person. Why am I stuck in this rut with a grave with the ends kicked out? Uh, that's what a rut is. A, a rut is a grave with the ends kicked out. And so, you know, they're driving the Vega with the smoke blowing out the back of the Pinto uh, or the Toyota, you know, and and they've never sat in a Lamborghini or, 
Ferrari, F50 Ferrari. I mean, you know, so ultimately what happens is, is that they know that they're a race car driver, but they, they just don't have the financial vehicle that they've ever set in before that allows them to get paid in direct proportion to their talent and ability. So, but they have that inner burning and desire. Positive center of influence is number four. That's a positive center of influence is also what somebody brings to the table, which is their, what I call working capital. Their working capital is their warm market list because everybody brings to your business their market capital and their warm market capital when they come on to your business is their center of influence, their warm market list. If you sponsor somebody into the business and they say, well, and you ask them to make a short list of people that might be, um, that might fall into these categories that we're talking about tonight, and they don't have to write war and peace. They can just make a list of 20, 25 people. uh, And they say, well, I don't know nobody. Well, then you just went into business with an undercapitalized business partner, which means you're going to be set up for failure. Uh, so the last thing you ever want to do is to go into business with somebody who doesn't have a warm market list or isn't willing to share that list or bring that capital to your business. Keep that very, very important point. The last is the glow. The glow is that unsaid conversation that goes on between you and the prospect, you and the customer, you and the new recruit, you out in the world. This is this, is this enthusiasm um, that is uh, your magic dust, your crystal ball, your um, you know your Aladdin's lamp, so to speak, your Superman cape. Uh, that's what people have when they have the the glow. The glow means that they're outgoing, expressive, enthusiastic, life of the party, never met a stranger, uh, good communicators, ability to work uh, crowds, ability to you know go into different social environments and feel comfortable. Uh, you know, these are these are people that are that just have that natural talent. Now, like I said before, not everybody's going to have all five of these personality characteristic traits. If they just have one, if they just have one, they can be a potential blue marlin to you and your business if you know how uh, to work it properly. Okay, so just you know, keep in mind uh, that you know when you become a master prospector, you're really dealing with two types of markets: your warm market which are people you know, love, and trust, and people you have a center of influence with or you've had relationships with over time. And then you have the coal market, which are people you don't know, okay? Uh, And a lot of times what happens is people first start out when they come to our business uh, with naturally approaching people that they know in their warm market. Why? Because it's comfortable, it's easy, but guess what? You know, they've already got a picture of that person you know, with a lampshade on their head, right? In other words, uh, when they come to them, they, you know, they don't necessarily have the greatest view of them talking about how they're going to make a lot of money and how they're going to be successful in the energy business. They already have an eight by 10 glossy of this person that they've known for 20, 25 years or 10 or 15 years or however long they've known them. So sometimes, you know, that message that they bring uh, of enthusiasm or, or trying to bring an opportunity to them is not been is not real receptive. On the flip side of that, depending on the powerful, depending on the center of influence of the person that you sponsored, some people can just pick up the phone and say, "Hey, I just got involved with a new business. It looks like I'm going to be coming into some money. I need you to be here at XYZ meeting, or I need you to meet me here uh, at such and such a Starbucks." and uh, you know, those people will be there like a duck on a June bug. Why? Because those people have and have established over a period of time in their lifetime a very strong, powerful, positive center of influence. And so those are certainly the people that you want to look at. But you don't want people that just get in our business to feel like they get beat up by people when they go to their warm market and they get a no. Uh, it's okay to get a no. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. and You need to prime them. Uh, for that, if that, in fact, is the situation where uh, you're talking to a new rep, say, look, you know, uh, the best thing to do is play a dumb blonde, you know, or play dumb, you know, say, look, uh, you, you can always tell anybody that you talk to that your relative or friend, hey, I, just, I need to practice on somebody, you know, I just got involved with this new business, it looks like I'm going to be coming into some money, and it's in the energy business, and if you don't mind, I'd like for you to maybe watch my video, 
And, uh, you know, I've got another person that I'd like for you to visit with on the phone uh, that has a lot more knowledge than I do. Would that be something that, that I could ask as a favor for you to do? So, you see, that's a simple, easy approach that people can do in prospecting for their warm market where they can uh, kind of not be the expert, not have to worry about knowing all the answers to all the questions. Uh, and the goal, of course, is what? To get them in front of the story. Because we have multiple ways to tell the ambit story. The ambit story is what carries the water, carries the weight. The story is what we tell for people to digest over a period of time and different exposures of the story. Um, and sometimes it's like dripping water, right? A water, you, can, a water, you can bore a hole through a rock if you let it drip long enough. Well, sometimes you got to drip on people for a long time before they actually come uh, and get it, you know. But my point is, is that whenever you have a prospect warm market or cold market, ultimately the goal is to do what? To put them in front of the story. Now, your attitude and your personal appearance, okay, your attitude, personal appearance, does make a difference, right? Successful people uh, do what unsuccessful people won't do, and you need to become uh, the brand, so to speak, of our business. In other words, be proud of the Ambit brand. Buy the Ambit merch. Wear the Ambit merch. Be a representative. Be a billboard. Have your business cards. Have your uh, things that you feel comfortable with and wearing uh, when you're out and about and you're talking to people because you are a professional. And, and the more professional you are and act and look, look, the more attentiveness they're going to give to your message. So just keep in mind, you know, look in the mirror and ask yourself, you know, would I want to be recruited by this person? I know that hopefully that'll make some sense, but, you know, do you want to be recruited by that person? You know, go look in the mirror. And, and most people, you know, want to be recruited by somebody who is not only looks successful, but acts successful. And it's okay to act as if, you know, acting as if is what is important too. You know, you've got to walk the walk and talk the talk and, and it's okay to mentally in your mind already have your goals and your mindset set on being a millionaire club member, a yellow jacket contender, you, you know, if that's a goal, you have to have some goal, something that you're out there looking to achieve and accomplish, and that is a great goal for you to set your mindset for. So, you know, and, and so the, the only thing is, is that once you say, I am a millionaire, I will become a yellow jacket member. I will become a, a, I will have a yellow jacket. I will become a millionaire club member and you really own it. Then now all you're doing is just taking the action steps to bring it to fruition. So uh, just keep that in mind that as part of your prospecting, your ambiance, your aura, how you carry yourself, how you present yourself is a lot of the battle of whether you're going to get a no or a yes or a maybe, you know, so would you want to be sponsored by yourself? That's the question. You must develop a prospecting consciousness, as I said. I mean, this is, this is so important. And, uh, of course, one of the most important uh, things, uh, high payoff activities in your ambit business is prospecting. I mean, that's where ultimately, truthfully, that's where you get paid. So, uh, you know, in your warm market prospecting, of course, it's important to prepare your ongoing list or workbook that you have get you know we get these little spiral notebooks that ambit gives us a, to all of the meetings if you don't have one i'm sure somebody you know in ambit has them or go out and get you a three ring um, or go get you a, a five subject notebook uh, preferably with a yellow cover uh, i always tell people that as an affirmation um, and and you know i know that's old school to a lot of people and sure you might have a laptop and you might have an iphone and an ipad and this and that and the other but sometimes it just helps to write some things down, um, especially when you start to write out your warm market prospecting list. And once again, I'm not a big believer. Some people believe, oh, God, you got to have to have 300 numbers because, you know, 150 people show up if you're at a funeral or you're at a wedding and blah, 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 blah. I don't believe in all that. I, I think, you know, it, you should be, let's just start out with 25 people or, you know, even 20 people that are, um, that you feel are money motivated, goal directed, strong center of influence, personal 
desire to succeed and that, and that, that possibly might have the glow. Who do you know that has any of those personality characteristic traits? I want you to put those on a piece of paper as a warm market prospect um, and and understand that you know you're going to have people that are going to you're going to remember as this thing unfolds and your warm market prospecting list is constantly going to metamorphosize it's going to change over a period of time it's okay for it to change and you're going to massage it you know and you're going to to work at it and you're going to get some no's uh, but, you know, all you're really doing is working the numbers because, remember, safety in numbers, laws of averages. This is so critical. You know, knock, seek, and ask, and it will be given unto you. That's a promise from God. He's, he's telling if you're knocking, seeking, and asking, meaning if you're doing the work, he's going to eventually deliver the goods for you. But you got to knock, seek, and ask. you got to knock, seek, and ask. you got to knock, seek, and ask. You know, it's a lot of knocking, a lot of seeking, and a lot of asking in the beginning. You know, and and the way I like to to share this with people uh, in the beginning and starting your Ambit business, and this is a great analogy, is is that just visualize yourself getting on an airplane, right? I mean, we've all gotten on airplanes before in a big commercial liner, and you've got your luggage, you know, and, and you get a window seat there, and, you know, you... You've looked at the weather, and it looks like the weather is, you know, not really looking very good. It looks like it's raining a little bit and kind of cloudy and everything. And so finally, the pilot says, "Okay, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get ready for takeoff. Put your seatbelt on." And so this is your ambit business, right? You got your luggage, you've got everything with you. You're there. You got your window seat, and then, you know, you go down the tarmac and zoom. The plane takes off, right? And as the ta- as the plane takes off, you know, I mean. It- you know, you start to feel this turbulence, and that turbulence kind of scares you a little bit because you're you're feeling you're actually feeling the wheels, you know, go up into the fuselage, and you find, oh my, thank you, Lord, uh, you know, you got up and lift, and you, you you know, you're going up through these clouds, and it's just you can't see anything, you can't even see the ground out that out that window, and you're just seeing the clouds go by, and it's raining, and you're hearing the jets, and you're hearing the feeling the turbulence, and you're feeling it in the sea, you're feeling the stress of you going up and you're going up and up and up and up and up and up. And that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, now you're gripping the handle seats, you know, because the turbulence is so, so tough, you know, and that's kind of how your ambit business is in the beginning. It, it, it's not easy. It's, it, you know, it, you feel like you're out of control. You don't have any control for it. And you're like, oh, my goodness gracious. So this, I, this is not what I expected. And then, then all of a sudden, okay, as you, as you start to get a little bit of altitude, you notice that things start to smooth out a little bit, okay? And then just out of the blue, over time, what happens is is you break through those clouds that were low-lying, and you see nothing but blue sky, and then these beautiful white, almost cotton candy-type clouds Everywhere, everybody's experienced that if you've ever flown before. And now the plane levels off, right? The the pilot says uh, you could disconnect your seatbelt. You know, the stewardesses start coming through and serving coffee and tea and drinks, and you just you start to get this calmness and this relaxation feeling. Well, that's how your business is with Ambit Energy. Uh, in the beginning, it, it is going to be a rough ride going up to get to altitude. But let me tell you something: once you break through those clouds, okay, you'll never forget it because it'll be something that will be an experience that will be there for a lifetime. So I don't want you to think it's an easy trek getting up to where you're breaking through. But 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 it's worth the time, the effort, the energy. And, and what you're doing tonight by sacrificing and being on this call it can't be measured over time until you break through those clouds. And then when you break through those clouds, you're going to reflect back on this day, and you're going to think, you know, Lane told that story, and he's exactly right. Here I am cruising now. And that's what residual income does for you. It gives you the ability to get up there at altitude and just cruise, and that's super cool. So let me get back on track here. So you know, what are your warm market uh, people that you're going to maybe consider, uh, you know, and make your list? Of course, your personal friends. You know, we, we know how these personal friends are. 
as I said, they've got, you know, an 8 by 10 glossy of you with a lampshade on your head at the last party. Uh, your neighbors, people that are, uh, you know, that are next door to you, those people that you see every once in a while, your relatives, okay? Once again, these are, you know, I, I try to tell people, go through your warm market like Sherman going into Atlanta. I mean, you know, do the best job you can, but expect the no's. Expect, just use them to practice. You, you want your relatives to end up ultimately in your coded organization when you become, you know, an RC or an EC. I mean, that's when that's when they're going to come alive, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you they're they're looking back at you. With, uh, when did you buy this uh, Escalade? And you know, all of a sudden now, those people are going to uh, eventually maybe get into your business. I'm not saying that that your warm market is not going to be. Um, you know, receptive to your message. Some of them will, but there'll be a lot of them that won't, but don't be disappointed. Uh, also, business associates, co-workers, you know, your high school or, you know, college alumni, I mean, those types of people. All of those people, you need to make your list and, you know, prioritize the list and get on the phone and call them and set up a time uh, that you can get them in front of the story. That's ultimately what's going on with your war market. So you have your written list, you have your invitation. Now, I mean, first you got to have your why, right? Because you're not going to do this unless you're motivated. Okay? Am I right or am I wrong? In other words, if you don't, if you haven't identified your why, first of all, then none of this is going to happen. I can assure you. You have to want this to happen strong enough to, to to take the action steps of what I'm telling you. But once your why is in place, look at it like the sun, the nucleus, really here. Then you have the written list your invitation, right? And then your invitation leads to your presentation. And then from your presentation, it's going to go to validation. And what is the validation? That's where you get somebody like me on the phone or you get some other leader on the phone that gives the opportunity uh, to share the story from their perspective and their success that they've had. Uh, and then that's just like one big circle. You're back to the written list, back to invitation, back to presentation, back to validation. And let me just say this, you know, the biggest objection to any selling situation is money. Okay, that's the biggest objection you would get in any other type of sales situation. We don't have that objection in Ambit. I mean, anybody that would tell you, oh, well, I would, but I just don't have the money at 75 bucks, then you really, and somewhere along the line, they didn't get the story, they don't understand it, they're next, okay, because it's not the money that is, uh, would inhibit them from starting uh, in the business. It, I believe it's more uh, your lack or uh, the lack of them getting the story uh, between their ears and really comprehending the gravity of the opportunity that we're presenting for them. So let's switch to cold market now. Now, cold market is something that is the fun part of our business, ultimately. I mean, this is where, uh, you know, um, ultimately you have a cold market prospect. What is a cold market prospect? These are simply people you just don't know. Right, and um, you, you, you got to practice and learn a simple approach. A question: There's somebody on the line that's on the monitor line, or, or on the line, and they haven't muted themselves. Please mute yourself because I can hear you. You've dialed in on the um, mod line, and I can hear you in the background. So if you either hang up or please mute yourself. Thank you. Okay, uh, so just keep in mind that. Let me look at uh, when, when prospecting, you have to learn an effective approach. An effective approach is basically where uh, you have learned a series of words and, and um, the ability to share or very quickly share um, a question with somebody that is comfortable for you uh, to uh, present to them because look, I'm not going to sit here and try to put you in a shoebox of one approach that you have to use all the time. That uh, just because it's effective for me and it's been effective for tens of thousands of other people that I've taught, but there's been there's just as many other approaches out there. So I don't want you to be pigeonholed. But I'm going to give you a couple of them tonight that I think have been effective for me. Right. But it's important that you understand that once you get an approach, your approach is kind of like your fishing rod, right, to catch the blue marlin. You know, the first time you cast it out there, it's not going to 
be very pleasant. If you've ever taken kids fishing before, you get backlash and all kinds of stuff. Why? Because you're not used to casting the bait and popping the cork and putting it right out there where you want it. Of course, you don't catch blue marlin like that, but that's a whole different type of fishing. But my point is you get it. You've got to, through repetition, become good, just like your golf swing, or maybe if you're a bowler, you know, to make that strike, you have to have a reflex of thought. That's where your conscious mind is, you know, programming your subconscious mind to where your autonomic nervous system takes over, and it's a reflex of thought, uh, where it just comes out of your mouth automatically, reflexively, and you're really good at it, and you don't have to think about it, and because that happens, it's so smooth and it comes out so great that, that you know, you just disarm people. I mean, you, you're so good at it over a period of time. And what does it take? It takes practice. It takes practice, and you're going to fail, and you're not going to be pleased sometimes with how it comes out with certain people, but that's okay. They're not going to beat you up. They're not going to bite you. Uh, you know, just understand there's only three ways people can respond to you, yes, no, or maybe, um, you know, and your response you know, is you, you're the one who's in control. You're the HR director. You're the feature motion picture director, you know, casting these people in your movie. So let's talk a little bit about, first of all, pre-qualifying the potential prospect. You want to you pre-qualify people a little bit by asking them. And, you know, in other words, an effective approach question should have basically three goals. Number one, to pre-qualify the prospect. Number two, determine the level of motivation to make money. Remember, I told you that money motivated was number one for me as personality characteristic traits. Number three, to help you save the most valuable asset you have, which is time, right? So number one, pre-qualify the prospect. These are, these are the approach questions that you need to come up with or you, you try to develop or you can use some of them that I'm going to share with you tonight. But they need to pre-qualify the prospects uh, up front predetermine the level of motivation of them making money, and most importantly, help uh, you assess them. In other words, sort them for you to be able to save time uh, and not spend a lot of time on trying to sell somebody or bring somebody into the business that has absolutely no interest or time or effort and energy. And that happens all the time, okay? I mean, that, there's, uh, I, that happens all the time of people who are somehow just absolutely convinced that this person needs to be in their business when in fact they have no chance in the duck and the hailstorm of wanting to be in their business. So a simple approach questions. Now let me give you some. Have you considered an alternative ways of making money? That's a pretty simple question, isn't it? Excuse me, sir, have you ever considered an alternative way of making money? You consider yourself a money motivated person? You don't mind me asking, what type of business are you in? Have you ever thought of owning your own part-time business? Let me read those again. Have you ever considered an alternative ways of maybe making a little extra money? Now, why would you say that? I mean, you could you, you think, well, how am I going to ask somebody that? Well, you just start out by saying, man, those are, man, those are sure nice set of boots that you got on. Boy, I really like those boots. And you break the ice with them. Make a friend. Find common ground. You know, um, be outgoing and expressive. Say it's a wonderful day. Whatever it might be. It says, you know what? You sure seem like a successful person. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever considered alternative ways of making some money? And then you be quiet. I want to say shut up because that's really what you need to do. You need to be quiet and you need to watch their body language. You need to listen to their voice inflection. You need to look at their eyes and you need to be there in observance of what's going to happen next because the next person who speaks kind of loses in a way because an alternative ways of making money, and the person goes, nah, not really. Okay, well, you'll get that. Well, how many nah, not reallys do you want to sponsor into your business? Huh? See how quickly you qualified that person by just asking them one simple question? Nah, not really. Nah, nah, not really. (laughs) Okay, well, I don't want nah, not reallys in my business. I really don't. So next, automatically, my prospecting machine has turned down as far as recruiting. Now, I might consider them to say, well, if you have you ever considered maybe ways to saving money? If I could show you a way you could save a little money, would that be okay? So you could switch to saving money and maybe getting, you know, talking about recruiting now and this particular prospecting method of recruiting 
consultants, not necessarily customers, but that's the fallback position in any situation is the fallback is to get a customer, right? So the other is do you consider yourself a money-motivated person? Now, that's my absolute fam famous, I'm famous for that approach. I, it is my favorite approach because, boy, it hits the numero uno right. It gives them a Mike Tyson, boom, right upside the you-know-what, okay? It lets me know when they respond to that question, are they money-motivated? Because that's what I'm really looking for. I'm looking for them where they come back to me and they go, money-motivated? You're damn right I'm money-motivated. What do you got? You know, And then that's a different response. And when you get that type of response, certainly the, the goal is – you know, to not be able to spill your popcorn in the lobby before the picture show and start running your mouth about ambit energy and, you know, how many states that you're in and, you know, um, all of the different things that you can be sharing with them about our company because that's not what it is. It's about breaking the ice, making a friend, finding common, common ground and saying, look, you know, let's do this. If you're serious about making some money, let me, let me, let me say this. If I could show you a way you could earn a little extra income in the energy business, would that be something – that might be of interest to you on a part-time basis? Yeah, it would. Well, look, let's do this. I know we don't have a lot of time right now. Let me let me exchange information with you. In today's world, you actually can put your phone next to another person's phone, right? Uh, and there are apps that are out there that will that will data transfer uh, the information immediately to your phone, and the, and or get their uh, information. Make sure you capture their information. Uh, and then, of course, then you can ask them permission uh, to be able to send uh, a text or an email to follow up to set up a convenient time or to be able to share with them additional information through sending them a video through our app, which we have, which, of course, the Ambit app is really the tool that you should be using anyway. So, um, And uh, these are all just little simple ways of casting your rod out there when you, you ask people, if you don't mind me asking, what type of business are you in? Or have you ever thought of owning your own part-time business? Uh, whatever is comfortable for you in the prospecting, you're ultimately going to end up at, if I could, would you? Now, this has sold more products and services than any other approach where you go from the initial approach question to, if I could, would you? Well, if I could show you how to earn a little extra money, maybe a few thousand dollars a month working part-time with me in the energy business, would that be pretty exciting? And then shut up again. Be quiet again, right? Listen, observe, watch. You know, once again, you're a casting director in a feature motion picture called Success. You are. You, you need to see what their body language is and how they're reacting to that. Uh, and if they react positively, uh, then don't, once again, spill the popcorn in the lobby before the picture show. Look at your watch. You know, do you do text messaging? You can ask them that simple question. Do you do text messaging? Yeah. If not, pull the three-by-five card out. Always be prepared to have that old-fashioned uh, 1990s three-by-five uh, card that I use uh, and pull it out of your jacket or your purse and say, hey, excuse me, let me, if you don't mind me asking, can I write down some information? Let me get your name and phone number, uh, you know, and uh, I'll send you some information and uh, we can get together. Would that be okay? Uh, remember, your goal is to sell yourself, sell yourself, sell yourself. You know, the first time you're going to meet them, they're a stranger. The second time you're going to meet them, they're an acquaintance. And by the third time you meet them, they should be your friend. And so you're going to work those bridges, you know, stranger, acquaintance, friend. You're going to try to build that bridge, and sometimes it takes time. You know, and then follow up within the first 24 to 48 hours. Uh, once you send them a text and you've got them on track to, uh, watching the video, uh, which is very important to get them in front of the story once again. And then, of course, ask trial closing questions afterwards and, and then have multiple exposures, if needed, to the AMBIT opportunity, meaning once they watch the video, then you can set up a time for a one-on-one, -on -one, two-on-one, a three-way call, uh, have, invite them to a company overview or business presentation, invite them to a major impending event or a training event, invite them on a call like this to say, hey, here's a wonderful way for you to be able to plug in to see the quality of the training that we get absolutely free with Ambit Energy every Sunday night. So it's important to understand uh, that you're in control and that you have to set personal goals of, you know, the type of organization that you want, uh, the corporation, if you will, that you want to build 
and the people that you want to have uh, on your team. Remember, it's your team, and you are the artist that are that's that's really putting the canvas to work on the on the people that you're bringing into your business. So, uh, just keep in mind that uh, you know prospecting is fun. You know, it's something that uh, allows you to be able to you know, set, you need to set goals for both your cold market list and your warm market list, you know, challenge yourself, uh, document your prospects in your workbook, you know, that I talked about. In other words, put, make sure that you keep an, uh, a close eye on all of your prospects. Um, and then, you know, start to use affirmations uh, in order to uh, become a better prospect. Or in other words, pre-program your mind uh, where you say things like, I am a master prospector. I see prospects everywhere. Say that over and over and over again. I am a master prospector. I see prospects everywhere. As a master prospector, I am a money magnet. Well, that's true. As a prospector, you are a money magnet. Today, I will meet a new friend and a business partner. Okay, these are all affirmations. They may sound silly to you, but let me tell you, the subconscious mind is listening, and it's going to, over a period of time, as you internalize that information, space repetition, internalization of information, hearing, seeing, doing over and over and over and over and over again is what ultimately gives you the power of, of, of the words that you're putting in your database, so to speak, garbage in, garbage out. I would rather be a master prospector than a wizard of speech and have no one to tell my story to. Remember me saying that? I am a, I am one prospect away from becoming a millionaire, and that is very true. Uh, there's so many instances in our business in Ambit Energy, where you have seen people who have come into our business and they've catapulted to the top of our uh, leadership team. And the reason why, a lot of times, the reasons why they go and move through the compensation plan so quickly, much rapid, more rapidly than other people is because they have tapped into a warm market or coal market center of influence where people know people who know people. Birds of a feather flock together. So when you start to think about uh, different types of organizations or people um, as far as, uh, you know, what I call fishing uh, near a barrier reef, like if you're going to fish and you're going to prospect for people, you want to go to where the most of the fish congregate, wouldn't you? So in other words, you've always heard, you know, you want to fish with a worm or you want to fish with dynamite, okay? Well, I want to teach you how to fish with dynamite. I want to catch, I want to teach you how to catch the right fish, uh, which are blue marlins. Uh, and these are people that uh, possess one of the five, if not all of the five, or a few of the five personality characteristics traits that we've covered tonight. Uh, but also, I want you to be able to fish in the right waters, okay? So if you think about people who know a lot of people, let me give you some hints and some ideas. Number one, educators. These are teachers, principals, and educational administrators. These are people who every day are in the barrier reef and have exposure to all types of people, uh, whether it be you know, within the community and all of the kids and all of the parents and all of the different organizations and different things that they have to interact with. And these educators, as they get a little older, uh, you know, they don't get paid a whole lot of money. And a lot of them are, once again, highly educated because they're in the educated business, education business. And, and they are a little bit more analytical in their thought process. But keep in mind that we're not a startup company. We're not a company that you have to convince people, right, uh, that they need to be, uh, that, that our company doesn't have uh, a huge amount of success. Uh, we've already proven to, to, to the world, so to speak, that we've been very, very successful. So these people will, through their analytical nature, see and through their due diligence understand that this is a real bonafide opportunity uh, and a real company that uh, you're talking with them on. So educators often uh, know not only their students but their families, and they are creating a wide-reaching influence within the community. The other people are community organizers and nonprofit leaders. These are individuals often engaged in, you know, a wide section of the community uh, to mobilize resources and support causes that benefit the public good, meaning that 
these are NGOs of organizations that uh, do different things that help uh, the community. So therefore, they're also out there in touch, and they are also very low-paid people. But you tap into one, get one, and those dominoes will start to fall. How about local politicians, mayors, count, uh, uh, city council members, uh, people uh, running for sheriff, uh, people uh, that are in uh, the political uh, networks? Um, elected officials interact with a diverse uh, you know, group of constituents, and then often they serve as kind of a nexus of influence uh, in the decision making within the community. So they have a lot of, you know, they they have a lot of tentacles, if you will, in the political arena that they can reach out. And these people, all of these people, a lot of them are baby boomers and are retiring now, looking not just to go out to pasture, but are looking for an opportunity where they don't have a boss, but yet they can take and supplement their income and their retirement income. Also, clergy and religious leaders. These individuals often have significant emotional and spiritual influences within their community. Large numbers of people in their congregation. And these are people that are open uh, and if not can refer you to youth pastors or other people within their uh, clergy that might be reaching out or asking them for uh, opportunities to be able to earn extra income. Law enforcement. These are great candidates for our business. Uh, police officers have a widespread contact with their communities and can exert influence through their roles in maintaining public safety. So we have a lot of uh, different types of um, uh, police officers and different um, uh, emergency people that are like in the fire uh, business, uh, firemen and firewomen uh, and uh, EMS, uh, those types of people. Look, once again, they're pay, they don't get paid a lot of money. They work long hours. They're looking for a way to supplement their income. Healthcare providers, once again, healthcare professionals are often, you know, have extensive local networks, you know, uh, due to their work, which they're always involved in interacting with large numbers of patients and their families. So don't forget about healthcare workers. These, these nurses, even doctors, are, are, are making changes uh, and, and starting to reevaluate, you know, what they're doing uh, in this business because of all the insurance changes that have taken place out there. Social workers and counselors, local business owners, realtors and property managers, journalists and local media figures. These are all people who have a very strong, powerful center of influence. It only takes one or two or three of these types of quality people to really catapult your business. So when you go fishing, when you're out there, don't fish for the bottom feeders. Don't look for the, 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 the catfish, so to speak, on the bottom. You know, Make sure you're out there constantly uh, qualifying and looking for the blue marlins, people that can help you measurably increase your ambit business and the success of your business. And remember, you have a whole pit crew of people in AMBIT corporate as well as the field leadership to help you get those um, people um, in the business to get them the information that they need in order to make the right decision. And I know that you'll be successful if you'll just follow some of these key principles uh, that I've shared with you here tonight. So in review, you know, you got to have a prospecting consciousness. You've got to understand uh, the necessity for having and developing an effective approach. You got to have fun and be enthusiastic about it. And never met a stranger, life of the party. You know, just don't worry. You can't do anything wrong. You can't say anything wrong. You know, use the old if I could, would you? Would it be something that might be of interest to you? And then document that information. Then follow up with those people to do what? Put them in front of the story. Once they're in front of the story, then validate and get them in front of other people that have been successful in our business. Uh, and then we'll help you get the blue marlin in the boat, so to speak. Uh, and then continue that process until you break through the clouds and you see those white uh, cotton candy uh, clouds up there and you're up there uh, with the throttle back and your seatbelt undone and you're having your first glass of wine or cup of coffee or whatever your desire is and you're uh, now receiving uh, uh, the benefits of all your hard work. Uh, but it most mostly just have fun. Have fun prospecting. You'll meet not only 
fabulous people in your life, uh, but you'll also have the reward of, of having uh, met lifelong friends. And I can't say enough of that. So uh, in ending tonight, I want to thank everybody for being on the call. I hope that you've got some information tonight that will help you uh, be successful. I'm going to go ahead and open up the call. And remember uh, this next week on Super Bowl Sunday, uh, I'm going to be there uh, with uh, Alexander Thomas, a success senior consultant, and we're going to have the Super Bowl extravaganza on how to close your way uh, to kick off 2024. Make sure you get registered for that now. God bless you all. Thank you so much for being on the call. I'm Lane Winsett, national consultant, millionaire club member, and your host here for tonight. And I'm going to open up the call for you. Thank 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 you.